You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. It's time! It's time for High Spots and Cheap Pops for the Intelligent Wrestling Fan. And now here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. High Spots and Cheap Pops! And the world of professional wrestling is a buzz all over the globe. And it's certainly a buzz in Las Vegas and Chicago this weekend. And it was a buzz in Houston yesterday. This is Silicon Steve Valley. I am joined by Vlad the Impaler. And we are talking AEW this week and AEW Dynamite of August 18th. Impaler. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Sorry. I'm doing great, man. It was a great intro. And uh, I'm, I'm feeling fine, man. It's the day after Dynamite, and I'm ready to rock and roll with this show because I thought it was a pretty good one. The, the, honestly, it's it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible how we were calling them, and you had me screaming at the top of my lungs. You know how much I love this company, saying, what are you doing? They have right. not only picked up all the bit of momentum they went on, through the NBA playoffs, they have picked up maybe two or three fold. And it's actually incredible. And it has picked up with obviously the impending news of what's going to happen at the first dance, but we're not going to get into that. We're going to talk about the present, the here, the now and AEW dynamite last night. I thought it was a very good show. You seem like you liked it as well. What are some of the things that you took away? Let's lead with the first match, man. I sort of marked out a little bit with during this match. It was a great match. All these matches yeah. were great tonight. There were a couple yeah. of whatever, but yeah, let's I, get into I, it. First night, first right out of the cuff. Two yeah, points. Darby and Sting, man. Holy hell. Versus and, 2.0. I'm sorry for cutting in front of you, man. And I like 2.0, by the way. Were these the Forgotten Sun guys? No, they were on NXT and they actually showed to have like some talent. Um, they were getting airtime and they were sort of doing like, yeah. And, and you know what? I laugh at them. I think the two times they've been on AEW, I've laughed at them. Oh, they're, they're great. They've been on BTE as well. I like 2.0. I'm all in on these guys. And there's another, and the tag team division's relevant. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. We have all these great wrestlers making music and making magic. It's exciting. But I digress. It is. And Sting and Darby Allen is also a very formidable tag team right now as they're coming through the ranks. And Sting is very first appearance on TNT since wrestling the Nature Boy Ric Flair in the last match in the history of Monday Night Nitro. What are your thoughts about the icon Sting? Darby Allen versus 2.0, Jeff Park and Matt Lee. You know what? I like I love the way they went and mapped that match out. Uh the way 2.0 went to get heat and they got really good heat. The crowd chanting you suck hates them. They're totally getting the reaction they want. It's great. And um the way Sting came out there with Darby and and what I sort of like one of the dynamics of Darby and Sting is I like it because like Sting's the obvious, like, you know, sort of bruiser of the group. But really, Darby's the one doing the crazy stuff. Like, he's like a, a crazed, like, like, like wild animal going at these guys, giving up his body, life and life and limb pretty much. 
And and it's like it's just a different aspect for a smaller sort of statured wrestler. He's totally breaking that like boundary, man. Like he's he's something else. And and just putting them him together with Sting, I freaking love the whole like no sell of the uh, power bomb. I thought it was great, man. I yeah, I was surprised that he went went to the table, and then when he popped up and did the yeah, hey man, I guess your pain tolerance doesn't go down no matter how old you are. No, man, he's in great shape. <laughs> but you bring up a great point, and I wanted to bring that up, actually. I thought of this during the match. When you think of Sting and Darby Allen, you think that Sting is going to be the guy who's the big name. He's going to be the big – Darby Allen transcends that. He does. And I wasn't on board with Darby Allen originally, as you know. And this kid yep. has, turned, has completely turned me around, and he is becoming – He's not Sting's side piece. Really, Sting is now his side piece. He kind of always was storyline-wise. But now you feel the star power in Darby Allin. He belongs with Sting, and if not, even oversees that or actually oversteps that a little bit at this point in time because, like CM Punk said, nobody do a dive anymore. I mean, he really looks like he's trying to kill you when he jumps through those ropes. Yes, exactly. It's like a missile going through those ropes, man, and trying to, like, destroy you. And uh, like, like even that spot that he did with running down the like um, like the one like ramp part of the stands, great like way to use like his balance and just his skills in the middle of a match. Like I have, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. He's definitely a guy who wants to push the element and do things that no one's done before. So those Kenny, and that's the spirit of a lot of these professional wrestlers in AEW. They want to do things that haven't been done. Malachi Black, what he's doing. Kenny Omega and what he has been trying to do since even in Japan. There are real visionaries in this company that are being allowed to do their thing. And it is yep. leads it to where guys like Darby Allen gets a little rub from Sting, but Darby Allen becomes the guy you're paying attention to. And Darby Allen is the main star. And it's incredible. Yep. And Sting, geez, if I didn't know any better, I thought he was fit. I mean, he looks just as good as he did in WWE in that run. He's totally in great shape. And you can tell it's not like he's labored when he's walking around or anything. He's got a good, like, you know, strut about him. And you can see that he could probably still kick some ass, man. And it's kind of cool. And you see, like, the almost, like, I don't know, man, like, Sting is sort of, like, based on the crow and, uh, you know, transition to the crow, I should say. And uh, and it's, like, it's almost like him handing off the, like, um, like. Um, spooky baton. Uh, yeah, a spooky baton to Darby Allen. <laughs> he totally knew where I was going. And then um and they're really covering their spooky bases with that. So uh and but I just love the interaction between the two and how they're just like the way they mapped out that match, beautiful. And you know what? 2.0 again, just they are they are like just great doofus heels, man. Hicks. I freaking I, <laughs> yeah. you want a taste. Yeah. <laughs> and they got balls. Their characters just went up and smacked, essentially smacked John Moxley, the baddest motherfucker in the in the whole show. They just yeah. tried to take him out, and yeah. we can get and which could segue. In, and I, I agree with you. And we can stop there and kind of move on from there. But I agree with you. Everything about that match, it's just little different wrinkles. It's everything is just laid out a little bit differently on the show. Whereas AEW, right. whereas WWE, and what we've been seeing for twenty years. Okay, surprise roll-up. Oh, inside cradle. Oh, interference. You know, it it was the same cookie-cutter finishes. And AEW always seems to have these new things to add into it. And 
habit, and again, a habit as your opening spot. When you have yeah. to open your show, that's great. And I love how Tony Khan always has that in conscious. What's a good, like I was a band would do. Like, okay, what's a good opening song? Tony Khan always has that in mind. He always has uh, either super over baby face or super over heel to get the crowd jazzed up. Either it's Hangman Adam Page, Dark Order, The Elite. Whoever it may be, they always throw a banger at you right away. And I really appreciate it. It's Again, it's just like if you're watching a concert and you say you're the Grateful Dead, got love Jerry Garcia, yeah. say you have Grateful Dead, you probably don't want them to open with a slow version of Friend of a Devil. You probably want them to open with playing in the band or something like that. So yeah. Tony Khan keeps that in mind. You probably don't want to open the show with a Baron Corbin promo. <laughs> right? Can you imagine, but, imagine it. <laughs> That's why set lists over in WWE are bullshit. Yeah, they don't even like look to build like momentum in their shows. It's just it's so ridiculous. Um yeah, I, like it was just a great opening match though on Dynamite this week. And and you know what? It was like nostalgic, it was like cutting edge, it was new, it was cool. And all the um, elements, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and and you know what's the great thing? And like here's the running thing theme through like this dynamite. You kind of take a look at who they spotlighted over the course of the episode. It was Darby. It was Sammy. It was uh, Dante. Um, and then there were, and MJF, of course. Look at that. That's four dudes, that four or five guys I just named, that are going to be like big-time players in that company for years to come. And they're all in their mid-20s. I mean, what, that, Dante, right. Dante is, what, 20? Incredible. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see, though. You know how I feel about those guys who bop around the ring like boppity, boopity, boppity. Little boppity. <laughs> but it, it was incredible. And it was good. But you hear, and I'll tell you what, the energy, just to see that energy in the crowd, AEW missed their, their crowd, I dare say, a lot more than even WWE did because they just yeah. changed the way the show feels. And it's in a good place. So, that was fantastic. I actually agree with you. I kind of wanted to lead with the main event, but that's a great way to start. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's like, if you want to jump back to that, by all means, I'm sorry. I, like, that oh, was no, not at all. Not at all, because we have a great segue, because we brought up John Moxley before. I texted yeah. you earlier today, Vlad the Impaler, yeah. that yes, I, be I believe John Moxley might be going heel. He or Orange Cassidy are going heel soon, I tell you. I don't think it'll be Cassidy because he sells too many shirts. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it'll be Moxley. Because he has done a good job of calling out some really popular people. And by the way, we haven't yeah. even talked about freaking Christian winning the world championship on Rampage last week. Can you believe it? I mean, let, like I mean, let's before we get into too much more dynamite. And you yeah. actually said it last week on the show. You said I could see Christian winning this match. You said it. And I said, I don't know how they would do that. I don't think they would do that. But damn it, they did. And I tell you what, all of a sudden, Christian is a viable threat to be Kenny. O I said there's no way he should be headlining this pay-per-view. And it looks like that's the route they're going to go unless they do a do an injury. They do an injuries thing and put CM that's, Punk. That's what, I, that's what I think they're doing with him. Hitting, you know, him hitting the uh, one-winged angel on him. He uh, he looks like he might have hurt him. They kept on prefacing it, you know, like you're gonna get it. You're gonna, and it's like, and it looked like he was pretty banged up. Like Jungle Boy was all over him in the last interaction. Did the did the 
did JR say he's hurt or Tony Schiavone put over that he might be hurt? Uh, I don't recall. I don't think they did. And that's why I don't believe it. I think they would have done something a little bit bigger than just giving him his finisher. So I think they might be the way they're going to go with it. And I'll tell you what, because Christian won, that match has a little bit more juice because you think, oh, maybe he can. You know, there's no dance. The thing is, though, it's still disappointing because when you're staring CM Punk and Kenny Omega in the face, and that's, that's what I thought they were going with last week. But AEW is really good at when you think you have them figured out, they keep you guessing enough. And that's where I'm kind of in the middle right now. I really hope it's CM Punk. And there are rumors uh, reported by Russell Talk today that their CM Punk is going to get a very big push when he goes into AEW. Obviously, what else are they going to do with him? Okay, you you go out on you go out on dark and you wrestle the other guy from the acclaim, the guy we didn't fire. Exactly. Oh, what are you gonna do with CM Punk? <laughs> CM Punk's gonna get a push. All right, guys, put that rookie in. I think he'll show you, give you some money. But uh, CM Punk, we're going to go back to your, your WWE roots. We're going to team you up with Vicky Guerrero. Was he? Oh, my God. That's gross. No, no, I'm just jo- I'm just joking just because oh. they work together. And they like, you know, the, I mean, shit, you know, AEW like, almost put her with Andrade. And I got to be honest with you. I thought that was a terrible idea to begin with. I don't think Chavo's much better. Why don't they get rid of Chavo? Get rid of Chavo. And then just have Alex Abrahantes be the bingo, bingo, best thing ever. I totally agreed. Because I mean, they're, they're definitely turning on Pat, right? We all know that. Right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is obvious. That whole like that whole big like contract thing. There's something fishy in that. Something real weird going on. But uh, John yeah. Moxley's promo. Wanted to get in John Moxley. John Moxley's promo. He called out. Hangman Adam Page. He called out a couple of baby faces. He was always a guy like that, so it's not a big deal. But I just have a feeling with guy when he, if you remember, he said guys that think they can come in here and change the game. I'm still top of the food chain. Do you think he might actually feud with a CM Punk? Um, yeah, they they could very well jump to that because that that you know. That's like built-in star power, man. Like those two should have clashed even in WWE, but I don't really think they think they sort of danced around that. Now, my question for you, and then we're, and also by the way, we're in a little bit in our next episode, and geez, I'm not gonna say, and we're gonna get into CM Punk a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, that might be the case, but Moxley really liked his promo because you kind of feel like he took a little bit of a step back the last couple months ever since the death match. I know that he had a tag title match, but overall, he hasn't been the Moxley, hasn't been there. He got a new daughter. Um, it seems like he kind of wants to reestablish himself as the baddest son of a bitch in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. He's like looking to dry, draw a line in the sand for pretty much anybody. And he just the way he referenced anyone thinks they can come in here and it's easy. It's not, and I'll show you different. You know what I mean? So he referenced yeah. people coming in. And another thing that was restless on being the elite this past Monday night, uh, Ken, I don't know if you saw the text I sent you. Yeah, yeah, Kenny Omega did. basically calling out ex WWE guys for failing at a sport that they actually wanted to play and then failing at WWE and coming here and they're going to show these pieces of shit what's up. And I'm paraphrasing, but he did call him them pieces of shit though. And I thought that was hilarious. He was talking about basketball though. But yeah, he was yeah, also yeah. talking about wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, no, you no, know no. what? If they went from the 75% of this roster is WWE, and you know what that means? 
They already failed at one sport they couldn't do, and then they went to WWE and failed there. (laughs) (laughs) Which might have been a shot at Chick Magnet Punk. A lot of like little veiled references going on recently. Oh, my God. The Easter eggs they got going on. First of all, the other part about this past week in All Elite Wrestling, they were at the mall. They were at the mall at one of the uh, malls looking at some All Elite. Did I freeze up there a little bit? No, you didn't. No, you're good. Okay. It looked like I did on my end. Um, They were at the mall. The Elite were at the mall. Yeah, at least members of the elite. It was Matt Matt Jackson, Cutler, and Kenny Omega, and they were looking at the, their toys, and they saw a couple. And just to the side of them was he noticed that there was a Bray Wyatt, and and he picked up a piece of, of WWE merchandise, and it was Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan, and he said, "Oh, here we got the Fiend," and oh, oh, and he puts the toy down and puts his toy in front of Daniel Bryan's. Right, right. Now, I wonder what that is. Just kidding. Uh, everything. Yeah, like, you know what? Like, I I think he's refer- He's definitely referencing them both. Like, it's interesting. He's like, you know, everything he's doing is for a reason. And uh, they're just, they're really you know, the internet in like, terms of rumors and they're playing off to everything. Like, they're really starting to like, um, you know, like shade the lines a little bit. Yeah. And what's what's and that's the thing that the elite have done time and time again, because they know what the marks are thinking, because they have people telling them what they're thinking. And they love to just to, to mess with us because they look at it like a lot of us are toxic a-holes or just shitting on their art. So they like to screw with people. And so, for example, prime example, last week, we know Kenny Omega. Another little nugget, Kenny Omega wore the Cookie Monster shirt. And I said, well, that was a joke that CM Punk used to say about Cookie Monster, that he was Cookie Monster Punk, but it was really Chick Magnet Punk. And I said, so I'm surprised that would have been the one he, and in sure as I live and breathe, Kenny Omega comes out wearing a Chick Magnet shirt this past week. So obviously, yeah. if they don't bring out CM Punk tomorrow, uh, this they don't bring CM Punk this evening. <laughs> It's going to be the biggest disappointment in professional wrestling history, and I'm never going to watch AEW again. That's a bold statement right there. I'm lying, too. Yeah, okay. I definitely, this, this is the best wrestling in 20 years. We can't say no to that. Yeah, yeah you can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't just give up after one night. They could be off for the Taliban at this point. I'd be like, eh, they got a point. Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Who do you want? Are you back in Al-Qaeda now? Are you on Al-Qaeda's side or are you on Taliban's side? Who's the side you're on? It's so funny. It's like I can't win. If we're going to get political for 30 seconds here, it's like this whole situation is such a can't win in any terms. You're right. We should, if we're going to get political, we should talk about something that's a little bit easier. So how about that Gaza Strip? <laughs> oh, man. How do we bring peace to the Middle East, Mr. Valley? It's very simple. Give them all about $2,000 in Cordano. In about five years, they'll all be millionaires. So they just have to survive for the next five years, and then everything's all good. I mean, they're all going to be millionaires. I'm sure they could just buy their own land and do whatever they want at that point. Very simple. That's That's how Steve Alley and millionaires make changes, and that's how we become presidents, ladies and gentlemen. 
That's what I'm talking about. And we're talking about the five values. And I'm feeling great about AEW wrestling because we definitely have to get away from those subjects because probably not going to be that interesting. And hey, controversial, eh? Anyways. <laughs> anyway, so that that's those are two of the things that we started with. Um, what did you think going back to Rampage? Just wanted to cut up on some of the things I really, really enjoyed. Um, I don't want to get too much. We'll go now. I think we should go to the main event. We can actually get down there right now. Actually, you know what? Let me, I'll edit all that. Uh, then after, and we can go, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm all over the freaking place right now. Sorry, obviously. Uh, do you want to go just through like the whole episode or do you want to like skip around or what? Um, you know what? We could just, uh, you know, maybe just glaze over if something, you know, we don't have to go in depth and everything, you know, we could sort of say, eh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, so I have, so, so the Moxie thing I wanted to bring up, but let's talk about the main event, which is one of the, obviously one of the big stories. Yes. And I thought it was a great match until the very end. There was a clear miscommunication within the performance. And what I think was supposed to happen it was a great match folks it really was. Jericho, we knew he was doing it. We knew why he was doing it. We knew what this whole five labors of Jericho was all about to get that payoff moment with them singing him and down to the ring. And damn it, he got his moment. And it was an incredible moment. If you were there, it was an incredible moment for Jericho. We knew what I said it five weeks. I said it as soon as MJF said that, I was like, that's what this whole thing was about. Just so Jericho can get his whole song sung to him. He wanted like he wanted that on video, man. Yeah, you know, he got it. And I'll tell you what, and I'd like to uh just how great it was. I just wanted to bring up the one negative about this match. Yes. At the end, if you noticed, Jericho hits him with the bat. Yeah. At the end of the match. And he was gonna go for the Judas effect, but he stopped and looked at the referee, Aubrey Edwards. She was not looking at Jericho, right. so there was nothing stopping him from hitting the Judas effect. But he stopped anyway. And then when he turned around, that was then she finally turned around and then he hit him. So I, that, it was a mini thing, but it really took away that moment, I felt, because Jericho, if he was going to do it and she caught him, that would have why he stopped. If she was still not turned around, he just hit him with a bat. Why wouldn't he hit him with the Judas effect? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good point. I'm not sure really what happened. It seemed like a little bit of a breakdown for sure, though. Yeah, it was, but it was great. And MJF wins now. Where do you think this is this feud dead, or where do you think it goes from here? I do not think this feud is dead. I think we got one more match. God, I don't know, man. I can see. I think it's going to be late. Um, I, I I don't even know what to think. I, I in some ways I'm really hoping just that they don't even have another match in there. I'd rather them just start something new with against somebody else at the pay per view. You're only a week starting a new program. Do you think these guys aren't even on the pay-per-view? I don't know. How do you leave Jericho and MJF off your pay-per-view? Um, it's a great question, man. I'm not sure. I don't know. You can't do it. You have to have them on it, especially with everything that's going on. Or Jericho comes out this uh, tomorrow night or next Wednesday and says, hey, hey. I don't need MJF again. I need it so bad. I want him. I don't want any BS. I don't want any stupid stipulation. Da, 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 da. And then MJF says, the only way you do that, Christopher, is if you put your career on the line. 
does that happen? I don't know if Jericho is willing to retire, but is he willing to get written off TV yeah. for eight, six months? I don't know. I, like, yeah, I'm not sure if he's supposed to be going on tour or there's anything on the, on the, on, you know, in his sort of side projects going on currently. I mean, that could be a reason. I mean, who knows? I'm, not, I'm really not sure how they're going to go with this. I'm kind of hoping it's over. <laughs> well, I'm hoping the pandemic's over too, and it's not the case. So you got to comment on it, but that's okay. We'll talk. That might be a, a situation for another day. Other little highlights. I, the AW Tag Team Championship match, and then the fallout of that, Christian Cage taking the, obviously we knew the Jurassic Express was not going to win. Luchasaurus Impaler. I thought Luchasaurus had one of his best matches in a long time. He didn't look quite as awkward and silly, and he looked smooth. He hit all his moves, and he looks like he's starting to get a little bit more comfort. I remember I loved his gimmick when I first saw it, but I was really critical of his ability in the ring. It seems like he's really doing a lot of putting in a lot of work to get better. I thought he handled himself really well. I mean, you got three great workers with him, obviously two of the best in the world right now. Um, but I thought it was a great match. You actually started believing Luchasaur that they might have actually won. I didn't really believe it because I'm brilliant, but you yeah. really did. It was yeah. a great match, and I thought it was a great ending. I love how they did a very quick BTE trigger. It's now kind of almost a finish they can do almost at times out of nowhere, and you know they're going to be innovative. Yeah. So what did you think of the tag title match? I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good, too. Yeah, it, it was just, uh, you know, like, you know what? Like, uh, to start off things, I got to say, when Jungle Boy and, uh, and uh, Luchasaurus comes out and, and the crowd sings their song, I, I look at them like I'm not rooting for them at all. Like, I am rooting for whoever they're wrestling at this point. It is similar to me to the New Age Outlaws and their chants when they were coming out. Because I was like, they're C wrestlers at best. And they're having one of the great tag team championship runs of all time. Right. They were on top for like yeah, two yeah. or three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they weren't that good. Let's just put it out there right now. No, no, they, yeah. But I mean, that's not good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all. And that's a long thing to chant. Yeah. It's similar. Fuck the road dog. I don't like him that much. Never did. I don't, as a person, he's probably a great dude. I just didn't ever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyways. So, but that's exactly how I feel about it. I do not, and you know, I'm not a fan of Jungle Boy as it is. I think he and Darby Allen kind of were thrown down our throats. And I was like, I don't know about these two guys. Darby Allen has won me over. Jungle Boy has not. He's had some great matches, but I just, the hair really pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely like he's not my like he's not like my kind of wrestler by any means, um, especially because his, his, his lack of mic skills is what really kills it for me. You know, I just I don't like I just I don't like the package. He's Jungle Boy. He looks he's yeah. a he's a buck twenty five. He's <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute we got Jim Cord on Jim Cordette on the line. Yeah. You know hey, the hey. guy's fucking a buck twenty five soaking fucking wet, and he's an absolute joke. He's name's Jungle Boy. He's damn. Spooby Star's damn kid. It's the only reason he got the goddamn job in the first place. And it comes out in that ridiculous song, all chanting, all the goofs. And I'll tell you what, that Jungle Boy is an absolute joke to set. He's a buck twenty fucking five. 
So that's, you know, it's all Jim, Jim Cornette absolutely, absolutely on fire right now. I should have probably changed the voice a little bit more if I was going to do a better. But I will tell you what, when you talk about Jungle Boy, he's got something to him, and I know they're trying, but it's going to be hard for me to take him seriously. If you got guys like Dan, and look at other guys that are trying to get on TV every week. I mean, if you have Daniel Bryan on TV every week, you got to have Adam Page. I mean, everyone that's already there, plus guys who are scratching and calling to get on there, people from like Brian Cage, people, you know, like members of the pinnacle. I mean, you're going to justify giving this guy TV time on Wednesday or Friday nights. I don't get that. I, I, I don't just know. I just don't understand it. There's, I mean, I know that he's a likable dude, but. At what point do you say, I don't know. He's got a long way to go for me to make a believer out of him is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm not uh, getting any of his merch anytime soon. <laughs> Omega was great when he did the no thing. Were you yeah, guys saying, yeah. oh, or were you saying, no, no? No. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I laughed at that. Kenny Omega is having a really good run. He's starting to make me laugh. Uh, we, if you saw the a couple of the promos, he, he has this weird, like, matter of fact, chicken shit guy he has, and he just has a way of talking about it. And he was talking about Ric Flair the other day. After Ric Flair jumped in the ring, chopped him up with Andrade and Idolo, and then got a nice right hand punch from the Nature Boy Ric Flair, laying out Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega was asked by one of the AAA commentators, so what did you think about the crowd reaction to Ric Flair? Do you think it was great? He's like, you know what? I don't think it was great. I don't think it was great at all. I think the crowd would really go, you know, the crowd would really go crazy if I punched Flair right in his face. I punched Ric Flair right in his face. And it was just kind of funny how he did that. It was, you had to really watch Kenny Omega. He's starting to really have fun there, you can tell. And I think a lot of things are up. And there is a buzz Behind the back, the backstage, Malachi Black said it about a week ago on an interview. There is a buzz backstage, and the buzz is about CM Punk and tonight's first dance from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. And the highly speculated CM Punk was is to make his AEW debut, and more importantly. His return to the world of professional wrestling as a performer. And your thoughts about what Chicago is going to be like tonight around between 9 and 10 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be insane. Friday night, Chicago, between 10 and 11, that show is going to be electric. Do you think John Cena is going to reference CM Punk again? And we're going to get into that on our Raw episode. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's great. Like, they're how they're playing into each other now. Even, like, Roman Reigns has, like, cut a promo on an interview today and sort of was, like, disparaging against uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan a little bit. Oh, what did he say? I didn't hear this. He, he basically said they didn't move the needle like uh, The Rock or John Cena. Neither does he. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey Roman, if we're gonna start throwing stones in our glass house, bud, 
You haven't even been on top. You haven't even been great for a full year yet. Why don't you calm down? Because I tell you what, you need the Cena and you need the Rock to keep you relevant and keep this title reign a little fresh. So that's fine. Roman can say that all he wants. But shit, dude, they've been trying to make him John Cena for six years. He finally got something and he's getting booed because he's doing his job as a heel. He's doing his job as well as he's ever done, but he's a heel. And I don't know if you can turn this character babyface to get the John Cena, the Rock, the Stone Cold reaction that way the other guys did. Can Roman Reigns be a babyface in this character with the presentation he has? There's no freaking way. This is not a babyface type character. Now, he might get cheered if he goes up against somebody who's even more disliked. Maybe a Seth Rollins. But at the end of the day, Roman Reigns needs to, he's, look, he's doing his thing. He's the leader of the company. He's the face of the company right now. And he can disparage it all he wants. And you know what? They didn't move the needle in terms of WWE standards. Their standards are ratings and their standards are making money. And they have never given CM Punk, but that was the whole break, that CM Punk never got his WrestleMania moment, WrestleMania main event match. So that is just a difference of philosophy. And maybe they didn't move the needle the way WWE wanted, but that doesn't matter because Roman, the the reality is with him being the face of the company for the last five years, record lows all over the company, except for profit, except for profit making because they fired a large percentage of their workforce. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's going to be an interesting thing to sort of keep track of like, what the numbers are for Dynamite and uh, Rampage before CM Punk, uh, with you know the show that CM Punk arrives, and then there afterward, and then see where that number goes when Daniel Bryan arrives. Oh, absolutely! And you're going to be because able to Dan- see it. It's going to be tangible, folks. And and that's the thing. Like it, when Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, he when he jumps ship, there's going to be people from WWE, like fan base that aren't watching AEW, who might actually start watching a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one thing if just one of them are over there, but I'm like, wait a minute, they got CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Wait, are you kidding me? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. They got they got Adam. Oh, and that's that, we're going to get into that on our WWE episode uh, tomorrow. But we're gonna got we got possibly Adam Cole coming to AEW. You possibly have Bray Wyatt coming to AEW. You possibly have Braun Strowman coming to AEW. Look, you can sit there and shit on them, call them ex WWE guys all you want. Where else do you want them to go? They hated where they were, and they're professional wrestlers. Where, you know, so when I, I hear fans complain, it's like, damn, what do you want them to do? You want them to ride the Indies? <laughs> Come on, right, man. right, right. Yeah, like it's like the the fans have to go and like uh, sort of some somehow justify like uh, where they go at, at that point. Like as far as the indies are, what they have to go to Japan to be like considered a uh, legit. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, and I don't like to spend a lot of time talking about stupid people on the internet, so I'm not going to do it anymore. But I thought it would be fun. I know we did it a little bit last night or last week. I know we did it a little bit last week. I was thinking it would be fun. Since we are less than 12 hours away from CM Punk making his debut, what, pray tell, is going to happen? What will be the scenario? How does CM Punk make his debut tonight 
including does he obviously play called the personality impaler you are you got the pencil you're tony and con right now what how do you have cm punk make his return to professional wrestling tonight man if i could fantasy book this is i guess the uh the wonderful term it's 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 my fantasy and this is how i'm gonna book it so you have cm punk showing up in chicago that city's favorite son the second city <laughs> and on a friday night they're going to be fired up and that place is going to erupt when he comes out there when cult personality hits and how i would go and do this and this is where i'm a little bit confused so this is where i try to relate reality to this there's been the reference to darby allen i was just hoping that he was just going to go straight for kenny omega of all people of course Yes. And that's where I'm like hoping. So if I were to go and like just if I have the pencil and I had the book, I'm going right for uh, him to go and challenge Kenny Omega right in front of the uh, the elite. Have no sort of like fear or, you know, <laughs> like trepidation at all of them and just to go up there and step up to them. That's the way I would do it. I would have him cut cut them in half with his words. Now, do you have him do it tonight? Now, here's the deal. Do you, is CM Punk, and I agree with you. I would do that. I would actually have the injury angle with Christian, Christian Cage yeah. Yeah. and put CM Punk right there for all out. Yeah. That would be, it's in Chicago. I mean, if it wasn't in Chicago, build it up, bring him in, and maybe just have him cut a promo about the, the state of professional wrestling and his reaction and all, everything. CM Punk, here's a microphone. Go do whatever the hell you want for 10 minutes. Hell, 15 minutes with you on. Yeah. And you let him go. And then you have him show up the next day on Wednesday on Dynamite, and then you start whatever storyline you're going to continue with it. That's what I hope they don't do. What I want, I want that. I want CM Punk, when they talk about how Christian, Christian Cage will not be able to compete in AEW, They're talking shit. It's the end of the show. First of all, everyone knows he's coming. It's not about when he shows up. It's about how he's going to show up. Yeah. And maybe it's at the end of the show. They might do it early, though. And they watch it to the end. Say it's the end of the show. And then they're bragging about how they, they took out Christian and they might have took out maybe Kazarian as well. And then Tony Khan comes out and says, well, I got your new opponent for All Out. And then the lights go out. And then, you, you know, you have color... Me bad, is that their name? Yeah, yeah. TikTok and then you don't stop. I won't. That's what I think they should do, and I really hope they do it. And I think that buy rate would be great for that pay-per-view. Then you can add Daniel you know, Bryan to the mix for the following pay-per-view. And I mean, you're you're talking about a revolution pay-per-view, not revolution. I apologize. Full gear pay-per-view in November. That yeah. very likely will have a have on the card CM Punk. Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, possibly Wyndham Rotunda and Adam Scher showing up. They're all likely to, to be in AEW by full gear. That's incredible to me. Yeah. And I think I'm forgetting somebody. That's incredible. It really is. I mean, you're talking about five major players that they just added. I mean, this is this is yeah. this goes beyond. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. 
This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, never, yeah, this yeah. has never been an exodus with this much talent at one time. And that's not even including Malachi Black. Yeah. Who's Andrade. already a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Malachi Black has been like the big impact player already. And he's like, gonna Buddy Murphy do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that's what's going on there, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Okay. Unless Buddy Murphy what? went out and spent a lot of money on a on a production video, and it was like, "Hey, who's that actor you used?" And is that set still there? Let me just do the same thing. No, they're it's definitely related. The two the two videos between Buddy Murphy and Malachi Black definitely related. He is going to be part of the House of Black, and maybe the House of Black some becomes some kind of weird misfit house of ex WWE guys. Hmm, that's interesting. It's an interesting little spin there, because he is carrying over the uh, the angle with the eye coming over from there. That's what I'm saying. They're getting out of the same yeah. prison, same place. Yeah. So, anyway, but I don't want to get too Look much. Look at the layers. Up. The layers to this all. There's a lot of things that could. Ha- I mean, that's why one of the biggest reasons why I started getting on the treadmill every day is because I want to make sure I'm around for AEW the next five years. Screw that's my great, daughter's man. prom. You know what I mean? Right, Evie. So, anyways, so I, so I, I'm with you. I think that's what, that would be the best thing. But let's see some possibilities that they might do. Does he does he open the show possibly? Yeah, if he if he could come out in the open and that again at the end, that would be a really strong hour. Actually, he can come out here. There's your ten minutes. I love this. There's your ten minutes, and then he comes out and then he does the Kenny Omega thing. Yeah, when Omega and the Elite come out and he has them in back, and if they start popping off about Christian, he comes back out. Oh boy, it is, it is, and I am so excited for AEW Rampage tonight. The, the electricity is all over the city of Chicago, the, the electricity is all over the internet, and we haven't even talked about the big story, supposed to be SummerSlam which we will get into tomorrow's episode when we do our WWE week. So Impaler, a lot of stuff going on. I'm with you. Do you think CM Punk does it? Is there a way they might do it in the middle and he only does one appearance? I I don't know. I Now that I'm thinking about it, that maybe they do what you said. And then they still be, they beat up Christian and then they don't announce Kenny Omega and CM Punk till next week. Because, I mean, look, all, all out is still two weeks away, I think, from now. So they would have a few days and all the buzz they already have. I don't think there's any reason that CM Punk and Kenny Omega can't fight for the title. Yeah, you definitely got to go for it. Like, why would you CM hold Punk, back on this? Unless CM Punk doesn't think he's ready to have that kind of level of match. But he's with fucking Kenny Omega. I mean, if you're going to have your first match back, have it be against Kenny Omega, right? Yeah, I think it should be. Definitely. Like, you know, I think that's what everybody wants. I think that's what they both probably would want. Really, really, it definitely moves the meter as far as, like, what's, you know, they're going for the throat if they do that. 1,000%. And I'm super excited for it. Even through the slow burn, but this is something that AEW is kind of weird, man. They really are good at switching up the dynamics of their programming and their dynamics of their storylines. Sometimes they do a real slow burn. Sometimes it goes quick. So 
this one might be one that goes relatively quick. It looks like so. Yeah, I, I saw that they. Uh, I saw somewhere, and I don't know how legit it was, but they're they're saying that uh, Punk might be like wrestling ten to twelve times a year, which isn't you know bad, especially if he's just coming out there and cutting promos, which he could do. Yeah, and and you know what? If if it's saving him and like so he's not burned out physically and extends his career by say three years, great. Oh yeah, I mean I think one of the big things about him coming back is that he did not have to live the same lifestyle he had in WWE. That was one of his biggest concerns. And back then, you couldn't do a Sasha Banks and just take six months off because you were upset or you didn't want to show up for work or you talk about him ahead of time. Hey, after WrestleMania, I need three or four months off. Sorry. Oh, okay. Like that's unheard of. <laughs> now those are things that happen pretty regularly. A guy takes yeah. a month or two off a of TV. Yeah. So it, it, the game has changed, and CM Punk's one of the reasons. And anyone that shits on CM Punk and says you don't whatever, I mean, his impact on professional wrestling is still talked about from what he did in 2011 with the promos, and then the rest of his turn in WWE was even better than he had previously, which already was a pretty good run. He's going to change it again by just showing up in Chicago, Illinois tonight. And it's going to be incredible. And I am, for one, cannot wait. And I haven't been this excited about a professional wrestling organization in a very long time. I say it over and over again. So thank you, Tony Khan, AEW, and everybody. You guys. So, at Impaler, your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I, I just think uh, I'm sorry you're breaking up a little bit there, so I didn't really hear the tail end of your thought. So, uh, but uh, yeah, like it's going to be a great uh, moment, and uh, this is going to definitely sort of change the tide uh, uh, towards I think AEW being a little bit more mainstream. They're on a good channel for it too, and hopefully they bring back real professional wrestling fans again. And- We'll say they, I don't think they have the talent or the star power they had in the, the during the Attitude Era. I mean, one of them is going to be a president of the United States. So, right? They don't they don't have a Stone Cold or a Rock there at this point. Yeah. And they don't have the WWE yeah, machine, which still that WWE machine was still big back then, as much as it is now. You know, so this is a different animal. So I don't think we should compare it to the Attitude Era. This is something completely new. This is something that's never been done before. And I think everyone should have patience with it. And let's stop comparing it to anything. Just enjoy it for what it is. Because this company is a lot is a lot different than WCW ever was. It, the only thing that it has, has in common, really, is that they're on the same networks by the, and that they're competition to WWE. Besides that, there's a lot of contrast i think much more than comp- comparison so i think just be careful with those comparisons AEW is doing something completely different i don't think wcw would have marco stunt on their television show <laughs> or, or or nyla rose and, for, and, and when you said marco stunt i was gonna be like yeah and for good reason really but uh yeah like uh but you know what i understand what you're saying but i kind of like how they're sort of nostalgic for wcw and they and they integrate that into the show Yes. Yes, absolutely. They show a lot of honor to yeah. it and it should. Yeah. Hey, I like that part of it. You know, it's like, it's just, it's not like, Oh my God, you know, like we need the, uh, you know, we need the wolf pack out here and you know, like, Oh, they don't own it anymore, but something similar to that. Um, this is a little, you bit, know, they're not going around. Yeah. This is different because the, the billionaire who's in charge is also in charge of the show. It's a passion yeah. work of passion for him. And he, this is something that 
he's extraordinary about. And it seems like they're wise, which I, I'm going to bet it's one of my big things. And one of my focuses is what's my why? What am I doing this for? It seems like AEW's why is to create real great professional wrestling to the, bring it to the mainstream. That's what AEW's why is. Yeah. We want to bring you the kind of professional wrestling that you've been wanting for 20 years. Even if it's not quite as good, it still has the same spirit and dare say has the same magic. So that's what I would say about that. Yeah, definitely, man. He's definitely uh, right with that for sure. But anyway, that's all. And what else do you have? Any other AEW tidbits that we wanted to get into this week? I'm sure there's something we definitively missed, but we'll answer. Oh, yeah. You know what? Actually, I do have a couple things. Yeah, a couple things, man, if you want to just touch base on. All right. Um, So, oh, the Sean Spears heel promo. Loved it. Yeah, he's great. That was probably the best Sean Spears match I've ever seen, too. It was like he shined in that segment. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed that match. <laughs> oh, man. I actually he thought was, I thought he was going in. I thought they were going to go a different way with it. I'm glad this, this feud does seem like it is over now. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it should be. It's Sammy done. needs to move on because yeah. Sammy is white hot right now. He is, man. He Which is. is a reason maybe you say Jericho might te- definitely take some time away from and have he, him become the de facto leader of the inner circle. Which is what he should be. It should be him and uh, Pride and Powerful and uh, and Hager. And then, you know what, maybe they pick up somebody. Yeah. Another bad, bad BMF. In fact, to be honest with you, it, you know, I think <laughs> Hager, I don't know how much Hager fits with those three other guys, though. Yeah, he's sort of a sore thumb. Yeah, I don't know. He should be with the he should be with the varsity blondes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put, put Jake Hager with the varsity blondes now. Yeah, the two that that wouldn't they make a heater. sense. Then turn him yeah. heel. Yeah, turn him heel. Get the chill. That's a faction. That, that's that. Now you're taught. Now you're cooking with grease. Exactly. Far that better than the varsity out. club back under Kevin Sullivan's regime back in the mid eighties. Yeah. You didn't think you were going to get a varsity club reference. Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Rick Steiner, and Mike Rotunda. Yeah. Hey, if, if Brian Pillman Jr. can cut a decent promo, man, and you put Hager with him and the other guy, and then the cheerleader, that would be magic. So, I, yeah, that was a great match. Sammy continues. It was a nice moment. They did the thing with his fiance. They got married. They got engaged. Um, but go back to Rampage and, and Sammy Guevara. Another tidbit I wanted to talk about. How about that moment with El Fuego, Des Del Sol, after he lost? Apparently, that was a shoot. He had no idea that that was coming. That coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they and I was a little being watching WWE for how many years, knowing that they don't do anything real and they lie to us all the time. Yeah. I have PTSD, and I'm like, well, he probably knew it was coming. But then I saw some behind-the-scenes footage, and uh, it was such a beautiful, genuine moment. And then when I watched it back, I actually was extraordinarily touched. Almost, I mean, I got goosebumps. So really great moment, and I feel bad that I didn't believe in that magic right away because that was – what a great moment. And, um, I, and again, it, it just it goes to show you how terrible wrestling fans are. A bunch of WWE people just – 
started clowning him. There was a picture of El Fuego when he was in WWE without his mask on, and not not the most flattering picture. Ah, uh. and so. They're making fun of him, like, oh, AEW, this is AEW's latest signing, like making fun of AEW getting signing him. Because a lot of WWE fans think this is all bullshit about CM Punk. They have no idea. They're in this weird bubble of reality. It's almost like I thought the election was broad. Um, didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> but no, they, they don't think it's happening. It's like, oh, I, I can't wait till you guys don't know. I mean, okay. It doesn't, just because you don't think it's happening doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. And Del and Fuego Del Sol getting shit on, and it's like he's not even the newest signing. The newest signing is CM Punk, so those little jokes are going to be hilarious then. And why are people voting rooting against another wrestling company? Like I want WWE to be good. I want to be able to turn Raw on and be entertained. Yeah. I want to be able to watch SmackDown not fast forward a majority of it. It hasn't happened the last month. Yeah, like we're willing to commit time to them. Give us a reason. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I'm not one of those fans that oh, our fans stick with us thick and thin. I'm not going to stick. If you don't entertain me, I'm I'm throwing you the trash. I'll go I'll go do drugs in a field for ten years. Not that that happened. Man, I can't wait to read your autobiography. This is going to be off the hook. It's going to be incredible. Mostly fit, yep. which is going to be the best part about it. <laughs> or maybe not. I, my ghostwriter, Roy Pearson, he's going to help me out. Ray Pearson. The great Ray Pearson. He's one. Of, he's actually one of the best ghostwriters that you could hire in the business. Comes highly touted. I, I, even I know that. Agreed. So, at, so what, what we have going on here, I think it's just a really great situation with that moment the AEW is really catching in on some great moments there's moment after moment after moment that's really getting you it's it's not about just throwing something against there's something we've done all the time and whatever like you're going through the motions which WWE is right. this is something special it's like you're trying to do something special every night and every show and I think the Fuego Del Sol thing is just a little wrinkle of that show, very small part of Rampage, but I thought it was a beautiful moment, and I, I just wanted to bring that up. Your thoughts on El Fuego Del Sol getting signed all elite? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, especially I thought the way the match started off, and even I give a, I got to give credit to even Excalibur because he sort of like prefaced it with saying like he like uh, he's in terms susceptible, I believe when um, uh, uh, when he when uh, Miro was getting like DDT'd. And like Excalibur brought that up in regards to him being like, you know, like it's almost a weakness. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a nice little like touch that they put to this match. And they definitely worked the crowd, got him into it. And just, you know what, the the buildup of hope and then just the crushing reality of Miro, the redeemer. And then, hey, you know, he did his job and he walks off and then, hey, they go and hire Sammy Guevara's buddy. And it's a real feel good moment. It was great. And seeing the, the tears and the joy backstage when he got back there and it was great. And I tell you what, I am absolutely in love with Miro right now. Every time he cuts a promo now, he thanks his vengeful God and his hot wife. Like he has this two, like I have this smoking hot wife I do crazy sex things with, and then I have a vengeful God and I, you know, and 
That's the two sides of Miro. Hey, man, that's that's real. It's a lot cooler than I'll tell you what, a lot cooler than, t- than playing video games, Miro. Good job. <laughs> I'm going to beat you in Super Mario Kart. <laughs> it's of all games that he's really passionate about. <laughs> That's the one. No, you no, you play like absolute dog shit, Kip. I don't want to play you anymore. You, you always are the turtle, and I don't like when you're the turtle. Is there a turtle? No, there's no turtle. It's through turtles. I yeah. I clearly did not play. I was too busy building an empire. Exactly. He didn't have time for silly games as that. Uh, other tidbits from AEW, Rampage, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, Super Over, Jamie Hayter, very talented girl, cuts a good promo. I don't know if I would have ended the show. I probably would have flipped those the two, have yep. Britt, Dr. Britt Baker open the show. The crowd would have been hot for it. I wonder what went into that decision. And then you could have had Christian Cage walk out as world champion at the end of the night going off air. I think that would have been a little bit of a better thing of Tony. That's just me. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a great hour. Great. It was just an extra hour of dynamite. And you get to yeah, do it after you, know, you get, after you get bored of yeah, tears yeah. of SmackDown. You go on over there and you get entertained. It, what it was sort of reminiscent to me was like I had a feel of um, back when ECW was on and like you'd go out Saturday night, you have a few drinks, you come home and it's like this like sort of renegade wrestling's on. And I sort of got that vibe from the Rampage crowd and just the way it was like shot. Like even like I think the 2.0 thing wasn't there a uh, no no I'm sorry I was thinking about the other show it was like the lighting was off and stuff but it kind of added to it I thought and uh, it just made it seem like a little bit less like glitzy you know and um, but yeah I just kind of like the vibe to Rampage and and it, listen if they're they're scratching at you know eight hundred thousand people on a Friday night that's huge. And they were and and this is going to get bigger and better as they go I mean. Quick question on the CM Punk, and you bring up a good point. Do they do a million on tonight? Are they going to do a million viewers tonight? Ooh, that's a great question. If he leads off and word gets out and he starts trending and he comes back again and they start off with like a million and they end with like a million or more, that's the way I would totally play that. Because if he comes back out, man, and they have all those eyes on it, that place is going to go nuts. And he can and say even something the viewership. In the first, and he could say something in, during his promo show if he, if he opens. He could say, by the end of the night, you're gonna, everyone is going to know what my intentions are here in AEW. And so everyone's going to keep their eyes out of the screen because CM Punk's going to come out and show you what he's going to do. That's how you bring them in. Now, if they do it, is the other. But we just basically essentially guaranteed they were who anyone that was going to watch CM Punk are going to watch that entire episode of, of Rampage. That's what you just did. That would be my goal for the night. I want a steady audience or no, actually a, an increasing audience throughout the night because of just like it trending and then people tuning in live. It's going to be incredible. I am absolutely stoked, excited about it. So folks check it out tonight. It's on TNT. After you watch SmackDown, bang on over to TNT and you will watch the debut in AEW, the return of one chick magnet punk, cookie monster punk, Phil Brooks. He's on his way back. Thank you so much for listening to AEW.
Pardon me. Thank you so much for listening for High Spots of Chief Pops for the Impaler. This is Silicon Steve Valley. We will see you guys next week. We will talk to you guys hey. tomorrow about WWE. Sorry. No, no problem. Hey, can I add one more thing to that? And, and if it's yeah. good, you could. Go ahead. Yeah, right. absolutely. Dan, uh, Dan Lambert. Oh, yeah. So also, Taylor, you wanted to talk about Dan Lambert. What was your thoughts? The guy can cut a damn promo, huh? Oh, that guy needs TV time, man. That'll start getting people to watch, too. He knows how to work a crowd. It feels like, like, like it was like, you know, getting a little bit like you could sense the tension in that room with where he was going with things. <laughs> it was great. They're really not, cool. They're not your answer to your wrestling prayers. I thought that was a great line. Yeah, like I it was, that was like an what incredible line. They're they're making him as if he's the cr- a critic of what all the critics are saying of AEW and putting him right in the middle of the show. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> and it's like I was laughing at a few of the things that he was saying to me because, of course, you know, Cornette has mentioned some of those things, and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, it's great that they're just working this in there like this, and the guy can handle it. It's great. He reminds me of like an older Pat McAfee. He just is a natural. He gets yeah, on there, yeah. and he, he has electric stuff when he gets on the mic. McAfee's the same exact yeah. way. I don't think he could probably wrestle like McAfee. No. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, there's just so much to talk about in AEW. We really got to, you know, we got to really probably expand our show and get more content on here because there's just too much to talk about. You know, and there are a lot of little yeah. nips, and, nips, and da- nips and daggers here, and just little things like Brandon Cutler when he was jump, when he's jumping in on that match. He's spraying guys with that spray as he's kicking them. I mean, just little things like that. Like, these guys are all having an incredible time entertaining us right now, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, any thoughts on the whole uh, Tony Schiavone, Big Show, QT Marshall thing? I think it's a good spot for uh, whatever. No, I don't like it, actually. I'm trying to put a good spin on it because I love AEW so much. Look, the big show is going to be the big show. QT Marshall does not do it for me. I really try to support him. Um, and Dustin Rhodes blocked me because I was taking their storyline too seriously. Are you serious? I swear to God, I've been saying, I don't know why Dustin keeps on shitting on the bunny. They just, they're just two people in love trying to be together. He should be happy for his friend. I would say stuff like that. Just, you know, working the working the Twitter, right? You know, playing being, keeping it kayfabe. And friggin' Dustin Rose just blocked me. He's like, fuck you. I don't have time for this jack off. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah, it's fair. You I can do throw that. I my mentions a lot, though. I kept on mentioning them. It's probably getting annoying. Why are you like zero and ink? Is it having like the, your, your scope on Dustin Runnels? Because I thought he was a Dustin dick. Rhodes. I thought he was wow. a dick. By the way, QT Marshall and the Bunny were liking my tweets while he was blocking me. That's hilarious. Oh, that is so funny, man. If I'm going to keep it kayfabe, I mean, obviously, Dustin Rhodes was right. Bunny apparently just used him for his money, which is exactly what Dustin said. So I apologize to you, Dustin. Kayfabe land, you're a legend. I always had respect for you, and I'm sorry, Dustin. You were right about the Bunny. It would have made sense if the storyline had it made sense at all. Maybe I, you wouldn't have been right. No, he would have been right anyway. I was, but I'm sorry, Dustin. You were right. 
the bunny is not a baby face. She was a heel the whole time, and I didn't know it. <sighs> Gullible. Wow. But I'm glad I was able to apologize. Now, if you can talk to Jim Cornette for me, and he can unblock me, and we'll get really cooking with grease. Did he block you, too? Oh, Jim Cornette blocked me a couple years ago, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. When I lost my fortune, I went into a depression and drank a lot and tweeted angrily. So we had a little... <laughs> Chelsea Green blocked me, and I have no idea why. I hope it wasn't because I sent any dick pics. And Matt Cardone's going to kick my ass. going to bash me over the head with one of those neon lights that he that Nick Gage beats him up. So I apologize, Chelsea Green. I have no idea. I always was a fan of hers. I love the, the whole thing, the whole hot mess thing. I, I don't know why she would have blocked me. I don't think I ever said anything. I might have asked for a foot pick or something. I don't know. I really have no idea. He might have went over the boundaries of good taste there. Lana's got nice feet. CJ Perry. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. CJ Perry. Well, I like the name. CJ TJ. I like that. Yeah. It's like you guys were meant for each other. She might be good in AEW, man. Who knows? She might actually yeah. be real because she was very entertaining and very good when she was playing the Russian. Yeah. We'll say. And you know what? She she can just show up in AEW and not even have to do the accent. Just be CJ Perry. I like her to do the accent, though. I mean, hasn't worked without it, so we'll see. So, yeah, uh, but she, yeah, she I thought, like, I'm sorry. She would do it like half the time. Uh, but I absolutely, uh, I will tell you this. I guess the big show's got a lot. Look, he's massive, and he looks even bigger in AEW because the guys are a lot smaller there. So. Yeah. Look, he's he's an attraction. He's gonna get. He's a good mid card guy to have. I look. I have been over the big show for about twenty years, so it's not like my. It's not blowing my skirt up. I'm just gonna come out and say it. And he was a jerk off to me when I paid twenty five dollars to see him. So fuck. Oh, we cannot call him the big show. Are we gonna get sued? No, nobody's gonna sue us. All right. Especially with your resources, Mr. Valley. Paul White. What do you have to worry about? Yeah, I have. I love Paul White's sitcom. I watched it with my daughter. So I don't, it's nothing yeah. against him personally. It's just as a, I don't like big guys that can't do a lot. However, the big show has been put in WWE where maybe he wasn't given the opportunity to show what he can do because we remember that he had a couple of really great matches with Braun Strowman actually in WWE. Yeah. So the guy can go still. So, It'll be interesting to see what he can do. I, I'm interested to see what he'll do in AEW without <laughs> WWE's creative over top of him. Um, some people don't realize this about Silicon Steve Valley, but he is—he's uh, almost a bit of a virtuoso in terms of music. Very talented, facts. and uh, it is facts. And I'm not blowing smoke. So I don't know if he picked up on it, but the next time you hear. Uh, Paul White's music coming to the ring for AEW. Does it remind you of his big show music from WWE? 1,000%. Okay, and it's similar, really similar, isn't it? It's the slow, bluesy groove. I actually, <laughs> frankly, I like it a lot more. I like the new one a lot more. It was a little bit more dynamic. Um, yeah. Words were a little cooler. I, I thought his old song was terrible. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was I awful. Thought, yeah, I thought this one had a little bit more... 
or as Paul McCartney would say, a little bit of swing, swing to get the good guy going. I don't know if he ever said that. I don't even know what that was, where that came from. Man. So, but, case of that. Very but, true. <laughs> and so, anything else we got for AEW right now? Uh, um, anything else? No, you know what? Like, I think that was pretty much uh, it overall. Um, yeah. That's it. Um, in terms of Dynamite and Rampage, right? They're going to have a tag. They're going to have a tag elimination tournament. With Jurassic Ooh, do you Express, think? who just fucking lost to the Young Bucks, are in it. Yeah. Why are they getting rewarded? I mean, that made no sense. Like, you couldn't. I mean, it's one thing if they don't have good. I mean, WWE, you get it because they only have two tag teams in there. 2.0. AEW has tag teams up the rear end that would be great in that spot. Yeah. So I don't get why so Jurassic add, Express is... is so out of the teams that are in it, who do you think is going to be in the final match and win it? You would hope the Lucha Brothers are the only one that I would even suggest. I think, I think there's going to be... This is going to be involving the Andrade storyline where like something that Andrade did maybe with that contract or whatever... Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, it's going to be very interesting what we got in AEW coming up. But tonight is Rampage. Get ready. The return of CM Punk is on the way. Thank you so much for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. This is Silicon Steve Alley. Thank you for listening to this version of the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. And we'll talk to you later.